Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Allison Arngram, alias Nellie Olson, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson with a reminder that our second hour will include part two of our conversation with Barbara Belden, the actress known around the world as Agent 99 on Get Smart. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, and speaking of the swinging 60s, Chuck Carter is with us as we welcome back legendary record producer Simon Napier-Bell. Simon Napier-Bell, a leading figure in the music industry for more than 40 years, leaving his mark as a songwriter, record producer, artist, manager, entrepreneur, and more. Among others, Simon Napier-Bell has managed the Yardbirds, Mark Bolin, Boney M, Asia, Ultravox, Japan, and Wham, as a matter of fact, while managing Wham in the 1980s, Simon orchestrated taking Wham to China, making Wham the first Western group ever to play in that country. Simon Napier-Bell has also written the scores for five major motion pictures, including the score for the classic Woody Allen movie, What's New Pussycat, plus he co-wrote, along with Vicki Wickham, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, a huge hit for Dusty Springfield in 1966 that has since been named by Rolling Stone as one of the 500 greatest songs of all time and a song that has been covered by many other artists over the years, including Elvis Presley. Simon Napier-Bell has also written four best-selling books on the music industry, one of which is also entitled You Don't Have to Say You Love Me and provides an autobiographical account of the British music scene in the 1960s that also captures the fun and spirit of London in the swinging 60s. We'll talk to Simon about You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, the book, and some of his other books on the music industry in just a second. In the meantime, Chuck Carter is also with us. Chuck Carter, our resident music historian, resident expert on network music shows from the 60s and 70s, and the writer of the acclaimed documentary, Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. Chuck has read all of Simon's books, including You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. Not only that, Chuck was the impetus for our segment with Simon Napier-Bell this week. As we pick up the conversation, Chuck and I are talking to Simon about his book, you don't have to say you love me. For all the rollicking stories you tell, you write with depth and soul, and there are a lot of really poignant moments throughout the book. It's it's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing book. Cause I, I, it's the first book I've written, so it's not written as well as my other books. Just, you know, I, I hadn't crafted writing quite so well. In many ways, it's the most fun, because um, I also had to learn to hold back and be careful and, the, and what could go wrong if you wrote stuff without uh, editing it? <laughs> well, no, absolutely. Just... So, yeah, my other books are pretty good, but that one has a sort of uh, 
a free flow to it, really, which uh, some of the others didn't have. But you know, the Observer newspaper in England, when they did about 50, 10 years ago, they made the 50 greatest music books ever written, they put that at number 11. Go. Above Bob Dylan's biography. Excellent. And I thought Black, I thought Black Pine and White Powder might sneak into the 50, because it's right. a really good book. Yeah. But they put that there, and I talked to the editor, and I said, how could it be? And he said, he just said, everyone felt it as a ring of truth. Yep. Um, that, that was me being unguarded, a bit more youthful. Well, congratulations. That's great, because I, this is one of my favorite books, and I, I told you before, I have all six different editions. You know, I bought wow. every, every kind there is. And speaking writer to writer, all of us would like to have at least one book that is still in circulation 35 years after after the fact, yeah, you know? There you go, yeah. So, uh, good on you. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and Simon, I right before we went in, because Ed hasn't finished it, I read him the chapter on Brian Epstein Yeah. from this, leaving the phone messages. Incredibly poignant. I mean, how yeah. eerie and... I, I, and I was very stupid because I was, I'm very British. You see, British, not like Americans. So the first thing I did is, oh, I, I, I was white, that, you know, it wouldn't be right to leave it there, you know, it was, it was good. And America would have called them <laughs> confidential, <laughs> some magazine. So yeah. You know, post. How much is this worth? <laughs> English people say, oh, that's just very private. I think I bet, you know, he wouldn't want me to keep that. I better wipe that. So I raised it as <laughs> an idiot. I understand that because. Sometimes I talk the way I write, which is I edit myself. And yeah. and if you're writing a memoir, and forget the fact that, that a memoir is by extension your your remembrance yeah. of this particular time in your life. But if you're going to write a memoir of your life in London in the swinging sixties, you have you have to like turn off that internal editor and let it flow, which you did. Well, I did then, but you know. Uh it's a large part of it is still a manager, even of myself. <laughs> a, a, a book is just a big CV, isn't it? Really. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I did as I got older. I found that um, I it hadn't done me any good as a manager. It done me a lot of good as a writer, as a personality, you know. But as a manager, it hadn't done me any good. And so I, I came back from it a little bit. But um, now I'm old. I'm 84 now. I don't. I just don't give a damn, you know. Um, and I'm happy to say things I want to say again because I don't not sitting there thinking mm, that guy who might have called me up next week and said would you manage Venus or she'd make a stuff isn't going to do it because of something it doesn't matter anymore. But you are cautious, you know. You don't. One thing you have to be careful when you're writing is not to say things which artists will interpret as you think artists are a load of crap because artists are a load of trouble. Yes. And, and you say that in the book. And it might make it feel like you, you dismiss them, but artists without artists of no industry. You know, that it is right. it is the industry. Artists is. are everything. But it's difficult to write as a manager if you're not truthful about the fact they're the most difficult, awful people in the world to deal with, you know. You've got to put that in. And artists don't always like reading that, you know. But well, some do. It's like some it, say, Oh, it's wonderful how you how you it's it's odd. I love your metaphor for one of the first things you discovered and I don't remember whether you discovered this when you were managing the Yardbirds or just before, but you realized that even though you quote-unquote work for the group versus the group working yeah. for you, you sort of realize your job is to be like the internal bodyguard of the group. 
make sure they don't get screwed on the contracts and make sure that you know, the money gets paid on time and all of that. I just, well, you're, you're, I love that metaphor. The bodyguard, of, yeah, you are. I mean, of, of their work. I mean, it's, I might change my view on that slightly. <laughs> the bodyguard of their work, not necessarily of them. Yes, right. yes. You can't, you can't, you can't really look after them. And if you try to, you just screw yourself up even more. But of their work, yeah. Well, it's funny when Keith Ralph calls you the Yardbird singer and says he won't go on because he doesn't have clean socks, and you're supposed to fix it, or Jeff Beck is smashing every Marshall amp. I didn't. I didn't. You know, it's sometimes when you write, one thing you have to write you have to edit because you, you can't be repetitive. So you have to pick a story. There's two similar stories. Right. You can't put them both in. A bad writers yeah. do, and it's not. Doesn't really, so yeah. you pick one. So oh, pity I can't the other one. The other time Keith Ralph phoned me up, he said like. I'm locked in the theatre. It was two in the morning where he was, not where I was. I'm locked in the theatre and I can't get out. <laughs> I said, so I said, how did that? And he said, oh, I went for a joint upstairs and when I came down, everybody had gone and the theatre was locked up and I can't get out. So I said, why don't you phone somebody, Keith? He said, there isn't a phone. <laughs> Perfect. I think he's had more than a joint. I think, I think a lot of Newcastle brown ale on that one. <laughs> Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One more item if you're like me and want to eat better this year. Our friends at Factor have more than 35 inexpensive, pre-prepared, ready-to-heat and ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, restaurant-quality, and dietitian approved meals that will make eating better every day fun and delicious and your weekly meal planning a whole lot easier with no prepping, no cooking, and no cleanup necessary. Check out that stuff by going to factormeals.com forward slash talk. TV50. If you go to factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50, you'll find more than 35 different options a week to choose from that are ready to eat and, best of all, less expensive than takeout. Sign and save right now by going to factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50 and use code talk TV50 to get 50% off your order. Factormeals.com forward slash talk TV50. Use promo code talk TV50 to get 50% off your order. That's code TV 50 at factormeals.com forward slash TV 50 to get 50% off. Simon Napier-Bell is with us via Zoom. Simon Napier-Bell, legendary record producer, music manager, author, journalist, entrepreneur, documentary filmmaker, and raconteur. Simon's books on the music industry include Black Vinyl, White Powder, Sour Mouth, Sweet Bottom, I'm Coming to Take You to Lunch, and the book we've been talking about over the past few minutes, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me, a book that the British newspaper The Observer named one of the top 50 books ever written about the music industry. All of Simon's books available Amazon.com other online retailers. Simon also writes a Substack column that you can enjoy for free at Substack.com forward slash at 
Simon Napier Bell. Simon Napier Bell, also the producer and director of The Real George Michael, a candid look at the life and career of the illustrious Grammy Award winning singer, songwriter, and activist. The Real George Michael, available right now, viewing on demand, Amazon, Tubi, Roku, Peacock, many other platforms across the U.S. and Canada. Chuck? So, speaking of the Yardbirds, I'll pass a message on to you from Jeff Beck. He was yep. playing the Hollywood Bowl with Brian Wilson in 2000. And I had made a copy of that Yardbirds DVD to give to him. Now, I knew Brian's backing guitarist, so he got me backstage. So I hand it to him, and he goes, oh, this is great. Oh, yeah, it's all the Yardbirds clip. Oh, bloody hell. And I said, so I said, well, thank you. Have a good show. And I said, what are your memories of Simon Napier Bell? He says, Simon, he was a governor, mate. He was a governor. (laughs) I got on well with you. You were the the governor. (laughs) Jeff was the best thing of the group. I mean, he had uh, Paul Samuel Smith too, who, who yeah. left, of course. Yeah. Uh, my, my mistake. But um, and he's a very good friend. We we talk once a month. We have a phone conversation over oh, a glass of wine good. late at night. Good. But the others, the others were all perfectly pleasant people, but they weren't great musicians. Right. And that's another thing I learned that you know the best rock groups aren't great musicians. They are a great coming together of people who work. It, it works. You know, and. It's pointless saying, oh, the drummer's not good enough, let's get a better one, because the better drummer may not fit with what everybody else is right. there, you know. You, right. And um, I had to learn a lot, you know. I came from a jazz background where everybody was meant to be, you know, a fantastic technician. And, right. Because, you know, when I first went to the studio with the Yardbirds, I'd never really listened to rock music before. I knew all their records because they were on top of the pops. Yeah. The pop, yeah. But I came from a jazz background. Yeah. And the night before I went to the studio to be co-producer, I sat up all night listening to rock records to find out what rock was about. I learned a little bit. And I went to the studio and they started writing a song. I said, you're writing a song? You know, in the studio, make 10 pounds an hour. How can you, you know, which is like 500 now. And um, they said, oh, yeah, we always write in the studio. That's how you do it with rock groups. And I thought, well, fucking crazy. They go to the studio with the final arrangement. And, um, and so anyway, that's right. I go along with that. And then they start the first song. I think it's over on the suburbs down. And uh, it starts off, it sounds good. And they go eight bars, they haven't changed the chord yet. I said, you've got to change the chord. Oh, we'll change it when we get to the chorus. There's another eight bars to go. There's 16 bars without a chord change. You know, in jazz, that would be 32 chord changes. Yeah, 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 exactly. But they're right, you know, and, and it changed the inversion. And then when you get to the chorus, it does sound pretty good because you're getting a bit bored of that chord. Yeah, and that's uh, a great song. So I learned a lot about rock making Well, you did. Simon Napier-Bell is with us via Zoom. Simon Napier-Bell, legendary record producer, music manager, author, journalist, and documentary filmmaker. We'll carry over our conversation with Simon into our second hour. Then we will play part two of our conversation with Barbara Felden, the actress known around the world as Agent 99 from Get Smart. All that more, we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Please stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.